Greetings. Welcome to the Empowered Womb Healing Podcast. I am your host, women's wellness coach, doctorate of natural medicine, and doula Odessa Thornhill. I've been working as a healer for almost 20 years. I offer natural holistic support to those who suffer from irregular and abnormal cycles, hormone imbalance, and chronic womb health conditions. I help my clients achieve concrete transformational results and vibrant health, mind, body, soul, and womb without the feeling of overwhelm from DIY holistic medicine. Each episode, I'm going to talk about different strategies and ways of thinking I believe each woman needs to have in place and be functioning from to be able to empower her self-care and feminine healing journey to cultivate and manifest a life of love, joy, peace, and happiness as a way of life, not just a passing dream. She's been at this for a while, and I think that you're going to be very inspired to see how she's built such a beautiful business out of the work that she loves to do. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, So first questions first, who are you and what do you do? (laughs) Well, my name is Odessa Thornhill. I am a doctorate of natural medicine and a womb wellness coach, as well as a birth and postpartum companion. So within my work, my focus is to help women experience peaceful periods and successful pregnancies um, and as they're on their journey to hormonal health. Uh, so I work with women, primarily women over the age of 30 who are suffering with chronic illness and really trying to get that stability. And then for those who want to prepare for pregnancy, Pregnancy, I really focus on um, that body autonomy of being comfortable with yourself and understanding what's going on in your body so that you can navigate your health and your journey with your primary care providers. And this is for those who are on the pregnancy journey and for those who are not, because that portion of being able to communicate clearly what your needs are to your primary caregiver has come up as a very important piece in the work around womb wellness. Love it. So beautiful and such a needed space. I mean, I can only imagine how many people are just kind of like, and now what? Yeah. 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 You know, there's a lot of feeling as though you're left in the air, left in the wind, not being heard, gaslit. You know what I mean? Like, why didn't I say this? So a lot of guilt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when did you first get started doing this stuff? And was there was there an evolution to this? Yeah, well, so it started about 20 years ago. The healing journey began about 20 years ago. Um, I, I grew up a tomboy, and uh, and when I uh, I was having my uh, my firstborn child, uh, I, I, I was hoping for a boy because I was like, it's going to be a lot easier to communicate, um, you know, with a boy, that's what I was thinking. And um, when I found out that I was having a girl, um, then I realized, okay, like there's a lot of deep healing, a lot of deep work that I have to do to be able to offer something of substance to her. Like I really took that personally. Um, and so I started just understanding what natural medicine was. And I, w- I began asking myself the question, like, what does it mean to be a woman? Why don't I like being feminine? Why am I so rough? <laughs> you know, and... Um, and this is where like I started to bridge the two together. I think like as the it just became a deep yearning. Um, I was a professional singer and a professional dancer. I was touring and performing, um, but the pull into natural medicine and women's medicine really took over that journey, and so I began just dabbling and delving deeper and understanding and feeling way more inspired as I saw changes in my own life. Um, as I learned about the history of suppression, as I learned about the beauty of the medicine, as I saw the congruencies in my life and how it was affecting the people around me as I began to change. And so I started to just commit myself deeper on this journey so what was it like when you first got started in this kind of menstrual womb world? You know, was there 
other people doing it or did it feel kind of like you're out on your own? Yes. <laughs> it was lonely, you know, because like, like, okay, first of all, you know, like here you are performing internationally, you know, doing all of this stuff and then you stop what you're doing to, you know, establish a family, like do natural healing, like who does this? You know what I mean? And then you're talking about the womb and menstrual, like what? So that was a, it was a huge um, shocker for myself and the people around me. Uh, and it was, it was very lonely actually, right? Because everyone is very much immersed in traditional, um, you know, pop culture, uh, traditional religious, um, you know, umbrellas that they fall under. And, and here I was like, no, you know, there's life. I don't think you're going to burn if you, <laughs> if you consider <laughs> life outside of that, you know? And so, um, I, I actually started, I, I was very quiet about this womb wellness in the beginning, you know, um, like in kind of talking shush, shush to different people about it, but I'm so p- over passionate about things. So they were like, ah, girl. <laughs> um, so there, and, and, and I also see, especially in retrospect, how the, it's almost like a dysmorphia of like, you know, wanting to do something, but not quite giving myself permission to do it. And so I'm like showing everybody what I'm doing, but it's not quite mean. So I'm feeling like I'm disconnected with what I want to do. So in the very beginning, it was difficult. It was hard because, you know, it's like there's no one who looks like me and then there's no one doing that work. So no one doing that work. No one looks like me. So like you look like a peacock amongst ducks. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I, uh, I remember the very first summit that I did. Goodness. Six, seven, maybe more years ago now. I don't know. But back, back in the day. Oh yeah. And boy, I struggled to find a woman of color to speak yeah. at all in, in this world. I mean, it was hard enough to find people to speak yes. in this area and then to find a woman of color who was in this world was like i remember i found a woman who did acupuncture she did fertility acupuncture Mm -hmm. and uh, i was like close enough can you come and speak on this summit because like we need some diverse voices here but i can't find anybody and it was the first thing that inspired me to start doing the Black Indigenous Women of Color Scholarships, Mm -hmm. which I still do to this day, Mm -hmm. because it was just like, obviously there's a, there's, you know, this taboo and this weird world is the first challenge, but then you have to get to that second challenge of making it diverse and inclusive and around the world, because this is a problem in every culture, it's not just us, so in like the Northern Hemisphere, so yeah, it was just like, okay, we really need the make this bigger somehow and like how can we do that and I you know I have to like I know how isolating and weird it felt for me yeah so I can only imagine to add you know double that Mm -hmm. yes yeah (laughs) yeah 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 so we're very grateful for you for being that pioneer out there doing this work so far back in the day uh, as as the peacock as, as you say yeah yeah thank you thank you I also feel, um, especially because you mentioned, you know, especially like the history of the work and as a woman of color, as a melanated woman and understanding how gynecology itself developed with Jay Sims. And, you know, they talk about him as a father of gynecology, but women like Anarka, we call the mothers of gynecology because their bodies were given to science while they were alive, you know, being practiced and tested on without anesthesia, you know, like she suffered from severe bone deformity from vitamin d deficiency so her pregnancies were difficult and you know and so he decided to practice on her so learning all of these things and understanding energy understanding subtle energy understanding you know generational trauma understanding how it lives in our cells and seeing you know how it 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 thrives amongst women and how it thrives amongst women within my community, I really, really felt that it was important. And I know, I remember meeting you at that time and having these conversations and it was very relieving uh, to know that, you know, you were doing this work and offering the scholarships and just, you know, giving that um, platform for women such as myself to be able to um, 
delve deeper and express ourselves. Um, and, I, and, you know, because uh, there's already so many, you know, um, perspectives people have about, uh, about our community. Yeah, it's, um, it's really important, you know, if we're going to do this work to see that history. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because it's not something that is often spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you start to get into this world and you start to understand how the field of gynecology was developed and then you realize it's not evolved at all no. from essentially being a torture device. That's right. And to think like we can't, we've got to move past this, but you've got to learn that history to understand how we got here and then to, to move forward knowing That's and right. changing because you can't adapt forward if you don't know how you got there. I, I don't That's think. Insane. Like you kind of have to know how these things evolved so to, to be able to go forward and, and move beyond. Yeah, 100%. And, and I also want to insert there that it isn't about making anybody feel bad either, you know, because I think that's also another piece of the puzzle, uh, because there's a lot of sometimes guilt that comes up, you know, when um, white women, white men, you know, really learn to take ownership of the history of how we got to where we are today and um and yeah it's important because you know here then we as melanated people we feel validated because you can see us from the perspective that we are and that we don't sound as though we're complaining for the sake of complaining but there really is merit and value to what we're saying you know because of how you know this is it's been upheld how the system has been upheld and then we can go back and say okay so now patriarchy you know works in this particular way on these particular categories and as women as people who are concerned for women transgender non-gender whomever you know what i mean this is how we can move forward but it really does like it really makes a difference especially if when you do this work it requires a level of spiritual awareness you know what i mean and you have to do shadow work with it and shadow work requires a level of honesty and true authenticity yeah absolutely is one of the reasons that uh, in the programs i teach we always talk about shadow work Mm -hmm. in the menstrual phase that's right and how is the time to look at things That's right. and you don't have to judge them. Mm-hmm. You just have to understand them and That's look right. at them and, and get it. That's right. Like just understand. That's and right. uh, but you have to look at it mm-hmm. and understand it mm-hmm. and that you can't move forward. If you're unwilling to examine, mm-hmm. you can't move forward. You can't create That's if right. you're blocking a chunk away. That's right. You got to have everything to create. So it's definitely a, a big part of it. Um, and, and that's the moving forward. That's the creating a new world that you want to see. You can't say, you know, this group is better than that group because that automatically makes you a second class citizen. Mm-hmm. It's, at least in my, in my view, mm-hmm. if you're saying like a trans person is less than, then you're automatically saying, and that means I'm less than. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're excluding a community, intentionally Mm -hmm. uh that's that's in and of itself saying i'm less than yeah if i can see another person as less than then i myself am less than this is it i'd rather build a whole system everybody has value yes right (laughs) you know it it, it, it'll make the world a better place (laughs) yeah absolutely and i it's one of the things that i've really loved with the school is because we've had such diverse teachers I've learned things that I did not know. Like I didn't know that uh, black women have a longer perimenopausal phase mm-hmm. than white women. Mm-hmm. And having um, having our speaker who came in and was sharing about perimenopause and and you know teaching, I was just like mind blown. And then when you came in and you taught about like the vitamin D deficiencies and how that's different based on melanation in the skin. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I knew that I remember learning in health coaching school, like a white person needs 40 minutes of sunlight and 40% skin exposure and the darker the skin tone, the more exposure, the longer exposure is needed to get a full day's dose of vitamin D. So I knew that, but then to hear you talking about how that affects and 
the consequences of that look like for mm-hmm. the hormonal balance, for the womb health, oh, yeah. was just so interesting to me. And to think we're going to have clients, hopefully, of yes. various races yes. and even genders yes. coming to us to talk about these things. Yeah. You know, I have a trans friend who comes and asks questions about like, all right, so now I'm on H, you know, my, my, um, not HRT necessarily, but like I'm on my hormone hormones and these things, this is what I'm feeling. And is this normal? What is, you know, and just to be able to have like, okay, this is the experience of what it feels like. And is this what you're feeling and having that conversation? I'd like to think that we can have that conversation and have that knowledge to be able to really help and serve in the different variations that come out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that kind of um, awareness is crucial. I was telling somebody actually, they um, medical um, institutions uh, in the 1800s and beginning of 1900s, they, they had two separate medical books, right? They had one on melanated people and they had one on white bodies, you know? And so when we're aware that there are different physiological, you know, attributes to different groups of people, different ethnic groups of people, then this is it, exactly what you said. It makes you more um, more sensitive to their needs um, and, and you're more likely to look for the result, you know, the answers with them, for them, because of them, you know, and that's it, become more accepting, you know. And so, like, I have not yet had any transgender um, people come to work with me, but that's something that you know, I think because of my background and because of how I approach medicine and I really try to be as encompassing, all encompassing as I can, um, you know, I, I feel as though that's an asset that anyone, especially working within womb wellness, because everyone's experience is so different, especially in today's age. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you first started this business, mm-hmm. how did you attract that first paying clients like how did you bring people in oh my gosh like you're bringing me back into like the echoes of time I know I was like I'm glad no one's asking me these questions right oh my gosh um so I one thing that I was motivated to do was start women's healing circles And so I ran uh, circles from my home. We were meeting weekly. We were meeting uh, monthly, a combination of a few things for about three years. And um, and here was where I was really testing out what I was learning just in group format, just kind of teaching it and reiterating it for myself. And when I made the decision to stand in this power and in this knowledge that I um, know, uh, I had returned from a trip to the States where I was doing, uh, I had done some yoni steaming training and, um, and some, uh, just some really interesting deep womb wellness trainings. And so I had a private Facebook group um, where I posted uh, that I was, um, you know, looking for a few people who wanted to try something really, really cheap, you know? (laughs) So, uh, at at first people were like, what? (laughs) Like, what is this? Um, and so I started off just kind of offering, um, actually it was two, two ways. I began just, I said, I wanted to offer, um, four free sessions, consecutive sessions, um, to four women. Like I capped it because, you know, like people will just take complete advantage of that. Um, (laughs) and then after I did my training, um, I felt more confident and comfortable to charge more in that realm because I was charging for my other work, but I just, this is something that was new to me. Um, and so because I was talking about it, I was, you know, slowly dropping information here and there, the people around me were, their ears were perked. They were interested in that, um, in, in what it was like. Uh, it w- it took me so long to describe what I was doing though. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to just like do some massaging, but I'm not, it's not internal, it's external. And then we're going to do this. And then this is going to do 
it was messy. <laughs> um, but the results were transformational for the women I was working with and for myself. You know, I remember there was one woman, she was like, oh my gosh, I've, I have, you know, grown women and I've never touched my cesarean scar, you know, or other women who are, who were like, I've never had my, my belly rubbed so lovingly. I've never had anyone touch me so lovingly. You know, I've had women just recognize the trauma that they thought was masked as their independence. You know, as like, I'm just an independent, sexually free woman, which you can be. But that wasn't right. You know, so that's how it began. And, you know, it started trickling in uh, slowly like that. Mm -hmm. Then how did it grow? Was it word of mouth or referrals or the combination of things? Yeah, it was. I wasn't in the beginning. I wasn't um, so active on Facebook or. Uh, yeah, it was also not really a big thing then. I mean, when we started this, you had no HTML to have a website. Right. So it's not like you just <laughs> grew up a website and got started. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so it was word of mouth. You know, yeah. it was definitely word of mouth. Um, and uh, and I, I think some people over-sensationalized it as well, too. So they're like, well, what is this thing? You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> I'm this is it, you know, let's keep it grounded, you know. Um, so, so it was definitely word of mouth in the beginning. Um, and, uh, and offering those discounted sessions that your coaches tell you not to do. <laughs> um, but that's, that's what really started it for me. Um, you know, like the, like, Hey, I'm looking for more people. And it's like, Oh, well, I know someone and she knows someone. And so that's kind of, you know, what develops or developed my practice. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you still primarily rely upon word of mouth and kind of referrals or have you sort of transitioned into something else? Both. Uh, so yeah. yeah. So I still have women who come to me based off of an experience that someone else had. Uh, I've been exploring coaching programs for online marketing and development sure. and all this stuff for the years. Um, and so that has also been an asset to understand, you know, how to do marketing, how to talk about your work. What is your elevator pitch? You know, like, like understanding your, your audience, you know, who's cold, who's warm, who's hot, you know, like asking for the sale. And, you know, I'm not perfect and I can definitely see, you know, areas that I need to still develop, but the amount of growth that I have and, you know, the people who come to me now, they're, they know what I do without me having to explain it, you know, and that makes, that shows me, okay, like you, you, I've, I've been able to position myself in a way that people recognize that I'm an expert in my field. Yeah, I think one of the things that I enjoy about marketing is that you can do the things that you love. Like there's yeah. so many different ways to market and you can't do them all. So yeah. pick the things that you love to do yeah. and then that can change. Yeah. Like Facebook came out mm -hmm. and for a long time it was just, you know, showing pictures of your food and talking to your friends from other countries. At least that's how I used it. I just yeah. kept up yeah. with my friends in other countries. Um, but then it did become like a place that you could market and share and that yeah. kind of thing. And so it was a good business builder. And then it just became like, for at least for me, less of a business builder and more of a, just a space to have communities yes. where people could be. Mm -hmm. But the marketing really shifted out of Facebook and into Instagram yes. and yes. into uh, emails and yes. blogs and, and guest on podcasts really has been one of my absolute favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, but yeah, you can have fun with it. Like you can see the things that you like to do. And yeah, and well, that's it. Exactly. Exactly. And like you, it's like, you know, getting on the different platforms and, you know, sharing yourself and really, I, I, the biggest part is, you know, really just being yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, just be yourself. Yeah. yeah. Big time.
This episode is brought to you by my signature program, The Practitioner's Self-Care and Feminine Healing Training. Are you a doula, nurse, health practitioner, or healer? Are you living with unresolved reproductive health problems and want to understand deeply what's happening to your body? If so, you're going to love today's sponsor, my premium program, The Practitioner's Self-Care and Feminine Healing Training. Healing your mind, body, soul, and womb using my three-phase womb cleanse program not only helps you heal your hormones, it helps to set the stage for a healthy pregnancy, birth, healthy baby, and much more, as well as a more in-tuned, aligned, deep trust in your body. I created a quick womb health assessment to help you understand where the gaps are in your health and help offer direction on how you can move forward effectively on your journey. Visit my website, Cultivate Your Own, and my social media pages, Cultivate Your Own Wellness, to book a next step call with me and gain access to this womb health assessment. Once you've completed the assessment, we will hop on a call and discuss further so I can understand what your needs are and if you're a great fit for my six-month program. And let me tell you, it really works. Visit Cultivate Your Own Wellness and join the practitioner's self-care and feminine healing training today. So on kind of the flip side of that coin, what's a mistake that you made that you'd like to share so that other people can perhaps avoid making it? Yeah. And I, I was thinking about that question. And I think for me, it, whether it's in business or in personal life, it has to do with that authenticity. Um, and more specifically, being my best client. Because, listen, you can theorize till the cows come home, right? And we, and we can regurgitate as much as we want. Uh, people know, they can feel the levels of, of, of authenticity, but also energetically speaking, you know, when you do the, when I haven't done the work, I haven't had results, you know what I mean? Or I can see it reflected in people I'm, people I'm attracting or like the results that they're getting or if I've ever learned something quickly and be like let me try to you know put this in there before really integrating it into my own life and my own practice it was never as successful and I think that's and 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 so this has also become the crux of the program that I offer um you know i run a program for women who want to heal and then women who want to learn to teach women how to heal. And in the, in both programs, you have to, before I start teaching you certain things, you have to, you actually have to do work. And they're like, well, I thought it was. And I'm like, no, because you know what? The essence of feminine energy is being right. And to be, you have to have the experience. You have to embody the work and embodying the work doesn't mean that you think it through and you tell people what you think and what you've seen. It really comes from that place of having done the work, having experienced the transformations, having walked through the challenges, right, which bring you into a new space, a new level of vision, clarity, understanding, energetic presence, light beingness. And so those biggest mistakes it, on this particular journey, especially with womb wellness and womb healing, you know, because there are a lot of, you know, my a girlfriend of mine, we were calling them pussy princesses. You know, that's what we are. We're pussy princesses, you know. And so, <laughs> but it's it's easy to be like, you know, like using the terms and slinging the, you know what I mean? Like your crystals and all of these different things, but not really doing the work, you know. So that for me... Um, has been uh, the biggest uh, mistakes, you know, of not being, not being and not doing what needs to happen so I can be. Yeah, I have to say I agree. I have people who ask me when I'm going to start my menopause course, and I say when I'm in menopause. Yeah, right. I'm in my mid-40s. I will probably start my menopause work <laughs> for now. I'm going to keep doing what I know, yeah. what I can play with, what That's I can right. experiment That's on right. myself, what I can be in tune with, and then yeah. I can continue doing this. Yeah. Now I've lived it. Yeah. I've breathed it. I've worked it. Yeah. 
and I can continue running the school and teaching yes. these things yes. postmenopausal. Yes. But I'm not going to start teaching menopausal work until I've been there and I've lived it and I've yeah. experienced it. And that's why I've got teachers who come in and teach those things. That's right. You know, that's why I teach the endometriosis class. That's mm-hmm. why I teach the business class. Yes. That's why I teach the marketing class, mm-hmm. the green menstruation class. But yes. I have the experts who've lived those things, who've yeah. worked those that's things, right. who've dealt with those things right. to come in and teach those those yeah. things. The the nuances of what you're able to offer is very different, you know? Mm-hmm. And like you're saying that, and it's reminded me of when I was um, full-time in music. I'm getting back into it now that I feel like this work is establishing itself but in the beginning people would be like write a song about this I was like "Mm, I can't do that I just you know (laughs) and I didn't understand how people could just do that you know and I, I was like I haven't had that experience or I haven't had the metamorphosis experience of being with someone as they go through it or having someone in close proximity you know what I mean because that would inform how I can translate this into words and song but if that's not the case um, you're not gonna get that from me yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I love that I am I think of some of the like the men who are starting to incorporate this and I love how they're being so very attentive to mm-hmm. learning it yeah. so that they can translate it for their clients yeah. so they can you know not screw them up yes. by saying like uh, go do this thing and menstruation or like go do the seated meditation and ovulation whatever like you know try mm-hmm. not to um, harm the hormonal balance as they mm-hmm. go and uh, I just think like I, I still have them chart Right. I still have them do a chart just like yeah. anyone else would starting with the new moon and learning what it feels like yes. to what the moon changes feel like for them. Yeah. Like the, the energy, the mood, yeah. the, how the, how, what they're eating or their movement, like, and still have them chart because I still want them to have the experience mm-hmm. of that larger cyclical world that mm-hmm. they don't get because they've got that, you know, 24 hour androgen cycle going on, yes. but to give them that larger cyclical view to, yeah. to be able to see that bigger picture and um and hope that that kind of embodiment of it for them yes even though they're not necessarily bleeding no can help to have that empathy and that approach in their clients and and take that further with them because yeah. i truly believe that if you're going to work with someone who's menstruating no matter what work you're doing you've got to understand yeah so 100 yeah that embodiment of it is so um beautiful and important I love that yeah yeah. I I think it's great I love that question I was like hmm anyhow I look at it it comes back to the same thing (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely and I mean you can't be in business for as long as we've been in business and not made a few mistakes along the way this is it yeah 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 Yeah. absolutely absolutely So if somebody was wanting to get started these days, mm-hmm. what's a, a bit of advice or a tip that you would give them to, to break into the menstrual movement? Or even if they already have a business and they want to approach clients or conversations about this? Self-care is priority. Mm. This is a non-negotiable. Yeah. This is a core value. And everything else stems from that. You know, um, if you're unable to carve out time for yourself, then you won't understand this work. If you are unable to, you know, take what's needed to help get the body into alignment, because the beauty of the body is as soon as you give it what it needs, it does what it's supposed to do. Right. Um, in, in whatever on whatever level, you know what I mean? Because you have some people who are extremely chronic and like this is what they're going to live with. And you have those who will have a reversal of their issues based off of what they're doing. But regardless of where you are on the spectrum, you give the body what it needs and the body will align itself to its compass, its north star. Right. But to do that, right, to do that, you have to put yourself as a priority, your boundaries, your time, you know what I mean? Like really get into that alignment of your identity, your beliefs and your values. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it's something that 
I think comes up a lot when you're business building is, you know, nobody starts their own business because they want to work 18 hour days for no health insurance. Like you're better off working an eight hour day and getting health insurance, at least in the States. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're, you're just better off like yeah. working a job and having coverage versus working an 18 hour day just so that you can not have, you know, health insurance yeah. or anything. So yeah. it really is a big part, I think of, building your business is saying like, this is a non-negotiable for That's me. Right. I need to have this time and this space. And you know, like I, I didn't have that choice. I had endometriosis that just smacked me down, mm-hmm. but to realize that I could still build a business in half the time yes. yeah. and it worked was like, Oh, this is, yeah. I mean, holy, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. That's, yeah, it can be done. It absolutely can be done. It can be. And like the women who have gone through my program, they're just like, it's a complete non-negotiable right now. And I tell yeah. them, I'm like, you have to re- realize like life revolves around you, but you yeah. have been revolving around life. Yeah. And when you, that. you know what I mean? And when you embrace that, then you see how ease and flow truly manifests. You know, because oh, I love that. Yeah, because we need to as feminine and feminine beings or feminine energy or whatever, however you want to quantify this. Like the idea is to flow. You know what I mean? And to flow, you have to be able to lean back. And to lean yeah. back, that means you have to be able to let go. <laughs> and to let go means you have to be able to have these boundaries and prioritize yourself. Oh my God, that is such gold. I love that. Life revolves around you. You've been revolving around life. That's, I mean, what a great sentence. I'm 100% using that and stuff. (laughs) So good. I I mean, it is so very true though. We, we will put everything before ourselves and at some point you just kind of have to go, okay, it's time to turn around and and I, you know, as a friend who is just going through a breakup right now, and I just said, you know, all that love that you don't know where to put now, mm. put it into yourself. Oh, man. How scary feel, is that? <laughs> mourn, feel your feelings, yeah. but you've got all this love that you don't know where to put it now. Mm-hmm. Put it into yourself. Oh, my. My heart is like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. It was the best advice I had ever given myself and I took it and it was, it was probably the best. I mean, it was the best time. Like I, yes. everything grew, That's everything right. shifted, That's everything right. changed. Right. Things came into alignment yes. in, in an amazing way. Yeah. And uh, I was like, Oh, this is, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Yes. This is that yeah. flow. And yeah. as soon as I just turned that in and took care of myself first, yes. That was it. It was the same thing with the business. When I finally turned around to the business and said, all right, how are we going to do this? And how are we going to do this in a way that takes care of me? Yes. That reduces the endo, not increases the endo. What are we going to do to make this work? Yeah. And that was it. As soon as it was like, we're going to just do it with flow. Yeah. It flowed. That's right. When you're no longer the sacrificial lamb. You know what I mean? You're no longer the martyr, you know? And, and like one thing that I, I, I stand on, like this calendar and like the, the program that we're on right now, it wasn't created for us. It wasn't created for us. You know what I mean? Like how realistic is this? You know what I mean? Men and women, but more specifically women, you know? And, and so it's like you, you know, it's, it's a real paradigm shift. It's a real paradigm shift. And like I tell my women, you need to back up. You need to just back away from the matrix for a minute and start to pay attention. Look at the season changes. Look at your birthday. Look at what you see happening on a regular basis without the influence of society, right? And and just kind of use that as your underlying you know what I mean? Like, like motivation for change or doing what you have to do in this, it totally influences how you approach when you engage again. It's like, oh, you start dodging stuff. Like, (laughs) yeah, you know, or it doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know, I have corporate women. They're like, I think I need to quit my job, (laughs) you know, because they don't, you don't need to be aggressive. You can work soft. 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, mm. absolutely. And actually, that kind of ties into the last question that I have for you. In your business, what's something that you really enjoy? Mm. What brings so much fun and enjoyment to you? I love teaching. Mm. I really love teaching and I love teaching. So within within the womb cleanse, so the womb cleanse is what I call my protocol and I break it into three phases. And the last phase is where we get into therapeutic self-care massage, right? Um, therapeutic movement. And it's like, I'm giving you permission to be really lascivious, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in terms of like moving your waist and, you know, understanding yeah. what that is and, you know, understanding therapeutic massaging, you know, of your breast, of your ovaries, of your body, you know what I mean? And just really getting into that, like, you know, what is sensuality? You know what I mean? What is this? What is my experience with my body? And every woman has said to me, A, they're grieving their previous self, their sex life has changed. Their boundaries are stronger. And their communication with everyone, especially their doctors, is different. Like I have women just up there talking about like they're just forgiving their body parts and forgiving them and forgiving them and forgiving them. Because, you know, we just, we, you know, like I'm the type of person... <laughs> If I could, I'd, I'd dance in public randomly. That's just me. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I sing about, you know, washing the dishes or taking the children to school or, you know what I mean? Like, that's just who I am. I have that creative, a very strong, I have a lot of water in me, a lot of water, <laughs> a lot of water and fire. And so it comes out like that. And, and so, and, and I also have training in dance and performance. So it's very much in me. So when I translate this to other women, they're like, I didn't know I was, I was missing this. I didn't know that, you know, like I was so confined within my body when there's way more space for you to take up in your body so that your light can shine bright. So as someone who has had, you know, multiple sexual abuse experiences and trauma in my life and unable to talk for myself, like watching people do things to me and not be able to speak up, you know what I mean? Or feel as though I have to shrink myself in my creativity for fear of what other people would say or not, you know what I mean? Be able to um, not be liked, you know, this is very freeing for me to be able to teach other women how I was able to build that secret garden, you know? So that's that's what I really love doing. I mean, I love all the other stuff, but this piece here of like that discovering your creative voice, yeah, that's important. I love how you explained it as being something like a missing piece they didn't even know was missing mm -hmm. or an, an empty space they didn't realize was even there or something right. like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is so much of this work yeah. is just illuminating right. that space and going, did you, did you know this was here? Mm -hmm. Did you want to fill this with joy and mm -hmm. knowledge and positivity? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's such a good way of describing it. And I really love how you, how you put that. Thank you for sharing that. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's very, it's good. Yeah. I love that. And I, and yeah, I, I mean, I am right there with you. I feel like I went through that same journey of realizing like I had to, move past those poor, oh, past traumas, mm -hmm. but like I had to look at them. I had to deal with them and, and, and confront them and, mm -hmm. and then forgive myself yes. and thank myself for, yes, you were keeping me safe. That's right. I see that That's now. Right. That is why you reacted the way you did. You were staying safe. So That's thank right. you. Yeah. And we're safe now. That's right. And yeah. yeah. And like, let's move into that next space yeah. and that, that more embodied Place. And it does, it changes so much and understanding that I felt the same way, like learning my cycle and suddenly going, Oh my God, there's superpowers in here mm -hmm. that I was only told that this was supposed to be hard yeah. and negative yes. and an inconvenience yes. and a crappy experience. And, and actually, even with all of the endometriosis and the pain and the trauma mm -hmm. and the PTSD that came mm -hmm. from it, 
going, but there's gold in here. Oh yeah. There's brilliance and gems and an oh, entire yeah. way of making everything easier oh, yeah. in here. And why didn't Yet, you know what, Stasha? I recently started menstruating with the new moon. Do you know how exciting that was for me? Like always having my menstrual cycle with the full moon. I was like, oh my god! And like watching the changes and seeing how I'm I'm really in a different phase of my life, and it's reflecting itself in the men. Like you know, like my last cycle started the day before the new moon. I was like, oh my god! Like, just that joy of, like, there's freedom in this. There's a lot of freedom in this, you know? Yeah. 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 I definitely remember the first time. I remember the first time I was like, I am bleeding with the new moon. And I remember the first time I was like, I am bleeding with the full moon. That's right. What is this? That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. very distinctly remember those yeah. moments. And, yeah. and the different ways it felt and the different right. energy it was. That's and right. I felt like... I remember thinking when I was bleeding with the full moon, like how supportive I felt because I was in the middle of this big project and I, in that little extra energy, they gave me just that a little bit of time to kind of put in and, and do some work and it felt good. It didn't feel draining or hard. It felt really beautiful. Yeah. And I remember thinking, boy, I feel so supported right now just by the moon. And then I remember coming back into that full moon afterwards, uh, you know, like maybe two months later and thinking, Oh boy, that is exactly what I needed. That deep rest of not just the bleed and not just the new moon, mm-hmm. but together. Yes. That deep yeah. rest. I yeah. was like, oh, that is exactly yeah. what I needed. Yeah. And I felt that. And then to see that happen to my clients. Yes. To see them sort of yes. moving with the moon and yes. seeing that support kind of coming just naturally and, yes. and shifting. And yes. it was just, it's such a, and I mean, years decades ago now and 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 to still have that memory this is it you know what i mean i mean my like i still have i tied my tubes recently you know so so for me watching my cycle go through that process you know it's like wow it's different from before when i was ovulating to have babies and now ovulating you know what i mean for the sake of ovulating you know so yeah yeah, yeah it's quite uh it's beautiful <laughs> oh, i love it oh my god okay we can go on for days and days and days but we should wrap this up so tell us about your free gift what what do you got for our listeners yeah so i have uh a cleaner kitchen guide that uh, I offer to every woman who uh, usually gets my full setting, my compass workbook as they enter into my program. And so this cleaner kitchen guide is very, very basic information about small changes that you can make um, in your kitchen as you're preparing your kitchen laboratory because food is medicine and having a kitchen that reflects that or having guidelines that reflect that Uh, is very helpful and motivating to get you into the kitchen. So it just kind of gives you some guidelines. It gives you some tools that you can have as well. And it also helps you with some quick meal prepping uh, tips. I love that. And knowing you and knowing your work, this is going to be super like functional and doable. Mm -hmm. And I know so many people don't know where to get started. Like it it feels like it has to be everything all at once. And that's so not effective. So (laughs) I love this. Thank you for sharing that. And then what is your special paid offer for Summit listeners? So my special paid offer is a six month or nine month immersion. So I have, as I mentioned, a womb cleanse protocol that I use with women to help them to heal their hormones, uh, to achieve successful periods, peaceful periods and successful pregnancies. And so um, I start off with an immersion. Uh, it's a six month immersion for women who just wanna heal their bodies. Uh, and so you, we walk through this three phase protocol. I walk you through it. You have an online portal with videos, recordings. We have our regular calls, um, coaching calls, where I really walk you through that process to help you understand how to develop the self-awareness, self-compassion, self-confidence and body autonomy. And then there's a level above that for those who want to learn how to do this work with women in their uh, coaching community, within their healing practices. And that is a nine-month experience. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. And uh, and then lastly, where can people go lovingly stalk you on the interwebs? Yes. So I am predominantly on Instagram these days at Cultivate Your Own Wellness. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook with the same name. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn with the same name as well as on um uh, I'm on, uh, I'm, I see the word podcast. There you go. Um, <laughs> I have a podcast called the, um, empowered womb healing podcast. So you can find that on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Love it. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing this wisdom and the insights. And I really hope that those of you listening feel more confident and inspired and, Uh, maybe even excited to jump in and see how it goes for yourself. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Stasha. I greatly appreciate sharing with your platform. Oh, we love, we love having you every time, all the time. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) All right. Thank you everyone for listening and we will see you in the next interview. Bye for now. Bye. Be inspired to do for yourself what you would do for someone else be inspired to do for yourself what you would do for someone else get up off your bed and walk your time is now so don't be fooled I see you questioning the simple signs. Step out of line, it's time to move. Hey!